Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. There's an interesting report out recently by the Federal Reserve which found that credit card debt hit $1.27 trillion, that's right, trillion, all those zeros, in November of last year. And to put it in perspective for you, that's 6% higher than the year before after adjusting for inflation. And so that's kind of a scary figure because people are getting way, way in debt. We're going to look into this study and talk with uh, the uh, Christy Mathern, who is an editor at WalletHub. We're going to discuss these findings. Uh, Christy, when, when you all saw these findings and looked at it and said, oh my goodness, this is a rather interesting thing. You put out a very interesting report on it. So what was your initial reaction to what the Fed came out with? Were you surprised? Well, it is a surprising number for sure. Uh, that is a big number and I think it would surprise anyone. The interesting thing is when you adjust that number for inflation, it was um, a little higher than or it was not as high as the all-time record for November of last year. So but when you adjust for inflation, high. yes. Yeah. Well, it was, it was uh, it was 9% lower than the all-time record after adjusting for inflation, but it's still 6% higher than last well, year. When was that record? That was 2008. Okay. All right, so that that year we really went into debt. But let's talk yes. about where we are right now and what we're what we're seeing happening. And all I right. gather you all interviewed consumers. They said, "No, we're not going to give up our credit cards, even though we may be way in debt." Um, and and that was the general reaction I take it from consumers that you all surveyed. Yes, yes, that seems to be the case. Okay, so look looking at it from a practical standpoint. Uh, what are the things that concern, for example, um, the credit card companies have got to be concerned about whether or not consumers are going to be able to meet their credit card payments. And I, I think that's a realistic concern. Um, how would your, what would your view be on that? Because consumers are digging themselves bigger holes. Yeah, exactly. So uh, for lenders and credit card companies, especially, this creates a higher risk when consumers have high debt to income ratios. So there's a greater likelihood that people are gonna default on their loans and their credit cards, especially in these economic downturns. And what that what, what's interesting is that credit card companies partially determine your credit card limit based on how much you can afford. And they do look at debt to income ratio when they set your credit limit. So if debt levels are going up, you can expect to have lower uh, credit card limits over time. So that means we'll be able to spend less yes. using the credit cards. <laughs> uh, so, the, so there's kind of a built-in almost safety gauge, but not really, because even if you get debt in debt and, it's, and you keep using it and your interest rates go up, and you and you're only making minimum payments you're never going to get that credit card paid off i mean that's the problem i know no. i love my credit cards <laughs> right right 
they're they're very useful tools, but um, also it's worth noting that the credit card companies do stand to profit at least and as you're paying your minimum payments because they get to charge interest now right. if you default on your debt that's that's a different that's a different level of risk for, for yeah. the um, credit card company well it, it is interesting that consumers say they're not going to give it up but yet on the other hand consumers come back and say well i want to get out of this debt hole that i'm in i want to <laughs> get to debt freedom I mean, I found that rather, uh, I, I don't want to say amusing, but uh, <laughs> rather contradictory to what has been going on and what consumers have indicated. As a matter of fact, 84% of the people said they want to get out of debt. Yes. I don't, that, that doesn't seem to be what's going to be happening. Do you all have <laughs> a crystal ball and tell me what you think is going to go on here? Because if they continue spending at this number, it's going to be an mm, interesting time. Right. Um, I We don't have a crystal ball exactly. We can't see the future, but hopefully inflation will continue to decrease. So hopefully Americans will get their spending in check and make a plan and set a budget this year. I think the 84% uh, of people with credit card debt say getting out of debt is one of their goals for 2024. I think that is a very January sentiment. So yeah, they're looking at those a lot bills more hope. <laughs> where they overindulge with credit card debt in November and December. And yeah, that would be yeah. easy to do. And that would that would certainly bring you up short when you start mm -hmm. thinking about it. Um, well, the Federal exactly. Reserve, I gather, does this every year. So you're able to keep track of what is happening and how the credit uh, debt is is changing. Interesting. Yeah. I, I I guess I should have known that the credit card companies would keep tabs on your income and looking at it, comparing it to your debt, debt ratio. And then mm -hmm. they would reduce the amount you could charge on that credit card if in fact you exceed their algorithm. Would that be a fair statement? It's possible. I think every credit card company has their own, um, their own policies about when they check that stuff. And a lot of them ask you to be honest and and um, and add your income to your to keep your income updated and, and stuff like that. So it's it depends. So in a, a period of economic downturn such as the 2020 pandemic, uh, what you saw was credit card companies slashing credit limits all over the place, no no matter what. Um, so. They do have they they can do that they can do it without warning and they they do during economic downturns so if you are repeatedly missing payments if you're repeatedly going over your credit limit and you're not having a good history with them they may very well cut your limit so that's a warning to consumers to make sure that their information is accurate and to make sure that they stayed within the parameters of what the credit card company sets. Does the credit card company, do they tell the consumer, okay, look, Shirley, you, you, you're broke. You don't have any money. I'm going to give you a credit card with it. And they put a very low limit of what I can charge. Would that be reasonable? Yes. Yes. They, so, they, so, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so it's really important that I know 
what they're doing and I understand how my income is going to affect what I can charge because I can't plan to buy that car and put it on a credit card, which you probably wouldn't do anyway. But in any way, oh Lord, heaven help me. I don't think they'd let you do that. Um, <laughs> let's take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. My guest today is Christy Mathern. She is a editor at Wallet Hub, and we're talking about the recent Federal Reserve report talking about the state of credit card debt in this country, which is which is increased by about $101 billion. That's a billion in 2023. That's $101 billion. That's a whole lot of money. That's a lot bigger than my budget, Christy. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's, so what we've seen here as we discussed earlier is that spiraling credit card debt. Consumers don't want to give up their cards. They'd like to get out of credit uh, credit hole, but it probably isn't too, well, with the state of inflation, unless inflation really goes down and prices go down. I mean, the prices of things now have just gotten, well, let's put it this way. When I food shop, it's amazing what has happened <laughs> to the price of food, uh, not to mention at the gas pump and so on. Uh, and, but a lot of Americans did use their credit cards during the holidays. They said that that was one of the ways that they were able to get through the holidays. And now they're seeing the credit card debt going up. So, and of course, what we're talking about now are figures from 2023, not figures from the carryover from the end of 2023. Is that, would that be right? Or does, uh, do the, does the survey that the Fed does, the report, does that actually take us through the 31st of December? Do you know? I am pretty sure those numbers are for Q3 2023. Okay. So so we stop at, what is that, October? Uh, uh, okay. So we don't know the impact of the holiday spending. <laughs> well, we can project, but yeah, we don't have exact numbers just yet. Okay, well, we figure they spent a lot, according to. Now, when you all looked at those Federal Reserve figures and you did a survey, so you went out and talked to real consumers about their real situations, right? Right. All over the country, I assume. Mm -hmm. And and those consumers indicated the these things. Now, with the credit card debt going up, um, what what besides defaulting on payments, what other impacts? This is going to impact a person's credit rating. I mean, credit score. It's going to impact their ability down the road because that record stays with you. So if they end up defaulting, they're going to have a negative of their credit report. It's going to be hard to get over for a while. Is that would that be accurate? Oh yes, I if you if you default on a credit card or a loan or you know any other debt that you have, it's going to stick with you for a while. So you want to avoid late payments as, as much as you can. If you have to pay the bare minimum every month to do that, it's a good idea good. still. Yeah. Yep. At least you would it. keep it keep it up to date, perhaps not making much headway, but it would keep it keep it up to date. And and that's mm -hmm. that's a good point that you just made. Because one of the things that you all said that consumers are, are saying that they're going to try to reduce their credit card debt, uh, excuse me, the credit card interest rates. How are they proposing yeah. to do that? Are they going to change credit cards? Are they going to negotiate with a credit card company? What are some of the steps 
that consumers can do to actually achieve some success in that area? Well, consumers can try a couple of different things to lower their interest rates. If, uh, if they want to stick with the credit card they have, they can call their card issuer and kind of make a case for a lower interest rate. Um, they can say that they've been good on their payments and they've never missed a payment and they've never gone over their credit limit. And it's possible that the card issuer will either offer them a, a lower constant instant rate or they might give them a promotional 0% period. It depends on, on the timing and Company. the case that you mm -hmm. make, obviously. Um, right. And you can also go to get another credit card. There are still a lot of credit cards out there that offer a 0% interest period, either on balance transfers or purchases. And so if you get a new credit card with a balance transfer 0% period, you can transfer your credit card debt to that card and then pay it off without interest. There is a fee involved in that usually, but it's it can uh, if you have a lot of debt, it can be a really good money saver. What is the off. usual? What is the usual time frame that they're giving you at the zero interest rate? So I have seen recently anywhere from 12 to 21 months. So well, that would be very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the big thing here is consumers are going to have to do the research, shop around, start with your own credit card company. And if they don't want to play ball, go look somewhere else. I bet there's a lot of stuff that you can find. But the thing that consumers want to make sure that they're doing is that they actually analyze exactly what's going to happen when that free period ends, what kind of rates are they going to have? Yeah, so that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up. The 0% periods are all temporary, of course, yeah. and, and they do end. And with, uh, with a, a major credit card issuer, say like Capital One or Chase or somebody like that, they are going to have a true 0% period. So when that period ends, anything that's left on the card is going to get charged your regular interest rate from that moment. Now, a good point to make here and the point that I try to make anytime this comes up is that if you have a store card, a retail card of some kind, and it's not a Visa or a MasterCard or whatever, um, definitely look at the fine print if you have a 0% period on that because that can be a situation where if you have a balance left over on the card at the end of the period, they charge you interest from the day you purchased. Oh, wow. The item. So that's a real yeah. trap. That's scary. You don't want that. That is, that is. So yeah. Uh, and you know what? It's so hard to read the fine print. Oh my goodness. Is. I think that's yeah. not on purpose, Christy. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's definitely part of my job to read the fine print for you guys. Mm -hmm. So I can uh -huh. give you one, one word to look for. Well, it's a phrase really. Um, look for deferred interest on your credit card. Terms. Deferred interest. Yeah. Deferred okay. Interest that means you're going to end up paying later what you owe right now. If you have a balance left. If you have a balance left. So if you're not able to pay it off in that free period of time, but, but having, having that free period, uh, no zero interest, that could be a real boon if you're careful about what the card that you select. So uh, that seems oh, yeah. to be like, yeah, I mean, that's very helpful, like very reasonable for people, especially right now. I mean, I suspect that we're going to find out that the debt 
really did increase considerably over the holidays. Um, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, I really do. And you know, that's not an optimistic viewpoint. Well, let's just take a brief pause here. Time's flying by, this is a fascinating subject. Let's just take a brief pause here and let our listeners know they're tuned into Up Consuming Interest on the Federal News Network. My guest today is Christine Mathern. She is an editor with Wallet Hub, and we're talking about the recent Federal Reserve report that found that the credit card debts are increasing considerably. As a matter of fact, in one year only, from 22 to 23, is 101 billion dollar increase. That's an increase, mind you folks, from what they was it over trillion of dollars. How many? 1.27 trillion dollars in November. That is, I mean, that's bigger than my budget for certain. So mm -hmm. let's let's talk about what are consumers going to do? We've already described trying to find a credit card that has lower mm -hmm. interest rates, reading the fine print and looking for, I love your point, Christy, deferred payment. That's a key phrase, isn't it? Because that means devils may be looming around the corner, right? Yeah, yeah, it's deferred interest for sure. Deferred like interest, okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, uh -huh. that's the bad one. That's the bad one. So everybody write yep. that down, underline it, and look for it. In <laughs> uh, all that fine print, you may have to use a magnifying glass, but do it, people, do it. <laughs> so at any rate, um, it looks to me like there are a lot of things that consumers can do to help with the whole issue. Would you um, tell us some of the things, okay, they need to have a budget, they need to have a spending plan, they need to, what else do they need to do? If you are having trouble keeping track of multiple credit cards, so, I mean, this is good with just one credit card too, but especially important with multiple, get them all on an auto payment system pay at least the minimum every month always on the due date this will this will keep your your whole budget thing afloat and it will prevent you from getting credit score damage that you on accident you know if you forget to make a payment um and, this could hurt your credit and people should keep track of their credit record on credit you could go get a free credit report every year from each of the three major credit bureaus is that right that is right. And plenty of sites, plenty of credit card issuers too have these credit tracking tools that mm -hmm. they just give you for free. So if you log into your account, chances are you'll have a button you can press to go check your credit score. And, and this may not, go ahead. I, no, go ahead. I finished your thought. I'm sorry. Uh, this, this may be um, a slightly different credit score than you would get in your actual free credit report annually. But mm -hmm. it does give you an idea of what's get it, what's going on there, what's being added, and whether it's positive or negative. Right. And also to see if there's any fraud on there. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah and, and you make sure that you can test that if there is. The, as a matter of fact, freecreditreport.com has been around for years now. Um, mm -hmm. I was actually around when it was instituted. And all the credit, the three credit bureaus give you one report each year. So you can get three reports, checking your credit. And we used to recommend people that you do it every four months so that you cover the year and you get your three reports and you check them. And consumers should be understand those are secure sites and they can provide information because you know we're always telling consumers, don't give out your personal information. 
but uh, yeah. but but freecreditreport.com is a legit site. But I'm sure that there are going to be sites that are pretending to be that. So the big thing for consumers is when you're using anything online, make sure that the website you visit has the actual 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 address instead of an extra s or something in the in the uh, 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 in the address because that means they're crooks. You got to be careful. You know we see that a lot, um, and I'm sure that the financial industry sees that a lot too. So. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the other things that you would think to tell consumers? What do they need to do? We need to budget. Oh, I have a question. What about transferring your balance from one credit card to another one with a lower interest rate? Is that possible? And is that something oh. that's advisable? And that's definitely possible. And as for advisable, what you need to do first before you make this part of your plan is to go use a balance transfer calculator. It's a really important step. So you can definitely lose money on a balance transfer if you if you aren't making the calculations beforehand. And, and the you reason all have one at, do you have one at Wallet Hub? We do. Yeah, we conveniently have a balance transfer calculator you can use. <laughs> all right. So it's wallethub.com and how yes. would they find it? How would consumers find it? Let's the balance transfer calculator. yeah it's really easy to find it should be under tools but i'm okay. not sure for you it's so go to wallethub.com go to tools and look for mm -hmm. what do you call what did you call it a balance transfer calculator calculator mm -hmm. ah yep. that's going to tell us the real story but you got to have all your fig figures with you when you do that right yeah, so what you're going to need to have is your your balance and um, your interest rate, your current interest rate, your the details about a new card that you're going to switch it to, uh -huh. and you need your uh, the card the new card's balance transfer fee. Now okay. that's where you can trip up if your if your um, balance has if you can pay it off within three or four months, a balance transfer might not be a great idea because the balance transfer fee is anywhere from three to 5% of your balance. Whoa. That's yeah. pretty, that's pretty hefty. So you really have to calculate. You really do. You're right. You have to be very careful. You may be looking at a lower rate, but that lower rate may not be worthwhile in terms of what you owe. So. Exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, so there's all anyway. these, uh, Ups. There's all these oh. pitfalls, you know. Um, we we, we got to learn to read the fine print. And what was that phrase again? Deferred interest, right? Yes, that's it. That's when that you're looking it, at. That's when you're looking at a credit card that has an introductory zero percent interest for a fixed period of time. And deferred interest means you're going to pay, just not right now. So that's one to keep in mind. Well, it's usually yeah. on uh, store credit cards. I'll, I'll throw that out there. Like, you know, on stores. Okay. Yep. So be careful what you're doing, people. Um, and let's not get into deeper, deeper debt. This is really, uh, it is a little bit scary, I think. I'm sure mm -hmm. a lot of people are concerned about the state of credit. Um, anyway, Christy, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been very informative. And, yeah. you know, let's go out there and dig out of our debt, right? That's hard yeah. to do. Yeah. Yo, 2024. There you go. But anyway, my guest today has been Christy 
Mathern. She is editor at Wallet Hub, and we've discussed the recent Federal Reserve report on the soaring extent of credit card debt. So anyway, thank you all for joining us. I'm Shirley Rooker. You can reach me at Shirley at callforaction.org. Thank you. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP.